What's good, Divine Gang Gang? You can see by the title, but I really want, um, you know, for my young ladies to think about this. Um, I understand the, you know, he want to be attractive. I get that. I'm like that too. If you listen to some of my older stuff, I'm like, he has to have muscles, right? That's my thing. Some people have different things and that's a thing in, in um, height preferences and whatnot. But as you're um, getting to know that person and, you know, spending the time on the dates and courting and the companionship, um, something that, that I think will help you, and I'm going to try to keep this short so we can really drive home the point, but um, is this going to be a man that that will be able to employ... Or yeah, I think the key word is employ um, your son or daughter so that they don't have to work at a place like Burger King where they're getting, you know, shot. There's actually the second person. Um, there's one of my favorite content creators. She's been talking about, you know, different crimes in different areas. And it broke my heart. Some of you who have been following me step by step. Um remember when I addressed that and I was just so heartbroken. There's a 16 year old little, you know, like little black girl that she wanted to start to enter the work sector, work a part-time job. And, um, and she was at the Burger King working at the Burger King. And this, this, unfortunately it was a black guy, but he came up and told her to give him the money. And so bless her heart. She, you know, I think, older people were just like, you want the money? Here's the money. Like, go with God. Like, listen, they don't pay me enough to hold on to this money or secure it. Like, shoot, by all means, just don't shoot me. Um, but given her maturity and her circumstances, probably didn't get trained what to do under when you're going through a heist, you know, um, you can tell them a little bit salty also about the black on black crime, but, um, So she lost her life in that situation. And then just now I just heard about another young lady that also started working at Burger King and same thing, you know, that the, this guy, again, another black guy went in there and um, trying to get money, shot and killed her, pistol with the, um, the one of the managers and severely injured another uh, one of the customers that was there. Um, and so one of the things that you want to think about, we were, I've been exploring the content universe 25 and it talks about, um, you know, uh, what happens with the males, what happens with the females. And it talked a little bit about the maternal instinct, right? And I think that, you know, we allowed the toxic, um, masculines to um, gaslight TF out of us to where we are second guessing our innate uh, meaning that it comes it's supposed to be feel natural to you to have maternal instincts um, so part of your maternal instincts is you you know, when you start to look at how animals behave in humans, you understand that humans have a locus of control. They can make decisions. They're not just subject to what 
you know, drops into your lap or, or what happens to you, you can start to have a, a forevision and pay attention to your environment and figure out who's moving where and how to mastermind to get yourself out of that situation, right? So with with the um when you start to look at animals and and this is kind of across the board, but I, I know there's a study with the I want to say it's with monkeys, but because I heard this other woman who was a dating coach, she referenced it. Um, but um, the they will the the females will only procreate and be sexually attracted to the masculines who are going out. They're protecting. They're the alpha. They're bringing home the food, <clears throat> right? Um, and so what happens is if there are some, like, I call them like lame monkeys or, you know, they're like, um, not performing, they're lazy, they're just laying around like skinny, low mass, no intellect, can't figure out how to put their hand to their mouth, let alone, you know, at least go get a little snack for your boo or anything like that. They're just like right there with the women. So it's like, the, the, the females are kind of like, you're here with us. You're, you're a woman. You're not, I'm not, you're not my sexual preference. I'm not going to procreate with you. Right. So, but the, the thing with the animal kingdom is they understand that, okay, if I have a child with this person, when I'm vulnerable, I'm down for the nine months or however long it takes for them to gestate and have that baby. They understand that 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 they're going for the strongest that can protect them and it's going to be able to bring them food and has that that ability so not only is she protecting you know looking for a way to to be protected and provided for she's also looking out for her babies you know what i'm saying and so it's like it does not behoove you I love that. I I was able to use this word, I think, the first time on this podcast. It does not behoove you to procreate. He's sitting in in the woman's camp with you, you know. And then now you're at a vulnerable time where at least you could kind of like fend for yourself and go and and try to get some food or whatever. But now you're vulnerable. Now you're pregnant. Now you can't get out and, and really, you know, work the way that you need to or get things that you need to you're vulnerable you know because somebody else can feel like they want to attack you and he's that monkey's not going to do nothing for you (laughs) so and and, but you see it in real life though right um in the black community we have the the black women have the highest femicide rates right choosing to recreate with people who are not even employed you know, can't even take care of themselves. They're in the same, there was a um, part of the thing um, when, and it might get a little graphic, but it is what it is. We're talking about spirituality too. But we all know that when you're, when women are around other women, they all get on the same menstruation cycle, right? Everybody syncs up, right? And even on a spiritual level, when it was like the witches would get together and in African traditions, cultures in African cultures what they would do is when it's that time of the month they would spend time together and there was like some beautiful rituals that would take place with that even though they were set apart it was like everybody synced up in there in that energy so you have men who are syncing up with you and and just being 
you know, estrogen, and they're wanting the same provision and protection, right? But it, it's not even a part of their makeup. So you're putting yourself in jeopardization and risk is what I'm trying to say. So it's natural for you to want to have a provider that is going to take care of you when you're going through the nesting phase, right? Um, I saw this with one of my, one of my very dear close friends, um, uphand and close and personal. Uh, she got pregnant at a young age, but it just, it kicked in, you know, when it came time for her to have the baby, she went into nesting phase. She started to get like all of the little outfits and all the different food and all the, like not food, but like the bottles, the bags, and she's paying attention to everything that this baby is going to need. And, um, uh, my mom had talked about it, but it was cool to see it happen with my friend. Like women know when they're about to give birth and that, that week, right before they're about to give birth, they go through and clean the whole house to, um, epic proportions. It's just, it's, it's something that, um, if you've ever been around a pregnant woman, you, you will, you will recognize her. They will tell you, it's like, it's just something they know. And so I remember she came over and, you know, washed the, the, the clothes for the baby that was going to be for the hospital visit. Had, um, her mom was on it too. Like her mom was checking to make sure she had everything she needed for when she would get admitted to the hospital, but she had my mom double check everything. Right. And then, um, sure enough, my godson, he was born like within the, like within the week, like if I say within three days, um, it was awesome to experience. Right. And so, it's one of those things where innately you you're gonna want to gravitate to someone who can bring you the formula bring you the baby outfits that they need to stay warm bring you know for the stroller and for the baby carrier and provide for you so that you can nurture your baby and bond with the baby and make sure that they grow up strong and healthy right and but i want you to think about foresight too let's think longer term let's think generational wealth let's think legacy you know if you really want to prolong you know that this is your like i have pride and i look out for my unborn babies like i'm not even going to lie like i just be would have wanted so much for my children right because it's like um I love the idea of watching my son and my daughter be around their father. You know, I grew up in a two-parent home and I understand what it is to to look up to my dad, right? And to come into understanding what it is to be a daddy's girl. And I have even greater, deeper appreciation to see how my brothers grew up with my dad. And it's true. I think women, you also need to understand if you're listening to me under the sound of my voice, when by the time they're eight, they're not listening to mommy. They're not listening to mommy. No, boo. Mm-mm. They're going to look for male figures to like their dad you know, take on the mannerisms of their dad. That's who they're going to run to. If he's fixing the car, they want to be fixing the car. If he's mowing the lawn, they want to be outside looking what daddy's doing. If daddy is wearing this um, suit, like we used to go to church, I've talked about this before, they want to run up to him and see if they can look just as good or sharp as him in the suit, right? So 
it's like you want to provide that for them. But I think if you want to look even longer term and you're trying to decide if that person is ambitious enough, it's kind of like, I want to make sure that my son and daughter can, my son, if he wants to, can he go to the office with you and you can train him how to take over your business or to learn the skills that you have to advance? Right. If if it that if that masculine is someone who's been through college and been educated, will he be able to help your son applying for the scholarships? Like, I don't think people really they take it for granted, but I have my niece. And when I tell you, even like she just started her freshman year in high school. But when I tell you it was amazing, like I've been with her from the from the minutes that she was born, the most beautiful baby I've ever seen. There is one other beautiful baby, but obviously I had to put my 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 niece at the top most beautiful baby you've ever seen minutes from since she was born. And it's funny stuff like little things like when I walked into the room and she opened her eyes when I was when I like within mid, like seconds of me getting there. And it was always that time when I would go visit. She would be sleeping or whatever. But it, when it was time for me to hold her. She would wake up and she would start trying to talk to me. Like she, I was one of the first ones that she would just be like, like it was the most precious moment. And so, you know, it was things like always pouring into her, making sure that she has her confidence when she, this stuff, like when her going to first grade, I already told her, don't you give no little boys, no erasers, no toys, don't give them candy don't be, you know, from the early age. So she already knows what the game is. The baby girl's going to be all right. But it was things like I remember working on, on her, helping her with her class projects and helping her through her public speaking skills. So by even by the fifth grade, fifth grade, she already knew what it was. And we would go over and practice, you know, she had to do a project on an animal um, and I kid you not, I'm sitting there, I'm waiting with her. I had taken her with me, me to the office because I wanted her to see me in a work environment where I'm running things and hearing how things go in the office. And she's seen the coworkers in the office setting and me administrating things. But, um, and again, even through the years, like it would be things where I had her while I'm in the office, she would be taking her typing test. She would be... Um, learning her Spanish. I bought her Spanish cards, but when she was five, I remember she was, uh, not five, she was in the fifth grade, and so she came to visit me, and um, so she's at the office with me, and I have her researching on the computer all the different animals that she can, and I'm thinking she's going to pick something exotic, and I'm like a peacock or something, or what have you, and baby girl picked out the most horrific looking animal I didn't ever seen, y'all, she picked out a sand, I think cat, a sand cat, looked that thing up, and I'm like, I'm real, like, you sure, baby girl, she's like, yeah, so cute, yeah, I'm gonna do sand cat, listen, so we went through the whole process of, like, researching the animal, it's, it's processes to it, right, but, you know, maternal nature, so, it's everything from you start to study the animal a little bit and you see their environment. And so when you're going to the store and buying stuff, you're explaining why you're choosing this type of dirt and why you're choosing these kind of colors and what are the animals in the habitat and, and those type of things. And 
I I still have a picture of her with the sandbox, but we went through and we're having conversations about the animal and what does it do and what does it like to eat? And um, so she had to put it into a shoebox, create the environment with the shoebox. And so we're learning about the sky and we're learning about the clouds and the cactus and um, like I said, the other animals that were there had to go back to the store and get that type of stuff, right? But it was a whole process that I just loved about it. And, but like before she went back, I told her, okay, I want to pr- you to practice, talk about it. And so she's, listen, she got, she's so cute. She's like telling you about the sand cat. Um, I was like, okay, you need to say this and remember this. It's like three things you need to remember. Say this, this, and this. When I tell you they took her, you know, she did her presentation. They put that shoebox in the principal's office to, for a fair display. But she had the confidence. So it's like, it's, it's things that you start to pour into them from when they're young and early, right? And um, so with that being said, it's like, there's things I'm doing to make sure like, oh, I probably shouldn't say how much, but I'm going to make sure that by the time she's senior year, I'll just have fun with it, right? So you guys can compete with your nieces and your nephews and for thinking for your children. I'm not saying I'm going to hit that, but my goal, I'm working to the goal. It's like one of those things, you shoot for the star, for the moon, and you you land on a star. I'm going to trying to set her up to where by the time she's her senior year, she'll be a millionaire, right? Oh she'll probably get there when she's 21, which is probably the best because I'm learning that you have to have certain competencies and and be able to vet people who are in your circle and have a certain, I don't know, there's, there's like a, and I'm I'm exploring that before she comes through so I can help her navigate that type of stuff. Right. But it's things like, I remember when I was working on my real estate license and, um, deciding what kind of careers I wanted to have. I want to make sure she's not subject to these type of environments, right? She's either going to learn from me or work from my office. And it and it kind of doesn't really matter. Like if she wanted to go into photography, she can take pictures and even use virtual things to take, you know, take pictures of the inside of, of the house, right? If she wanted to go into accounting or become a lawyer, she can always tie those things back to the house or at least make her income from there. But it's like, I want her to be able to, at a minimum, at a minimum, be able to be like, okay, go work at your daddy's place, right? Go work with him, right? Go make sure that that's a safe place where where she can be, right? Or that's, that he can go and learn the inner workings of how to either take over the, the father's business or develop those competencies and pass those on you know, take it into whatever sector he's trying to go into. I think, you know, I didn't really plan on this part, but one of the things that I like and maybe might be helpful too, if you're young, you know, and or wanting to have children again, yeah, look to make sure that, is this going to be someone who can employ your son or daughter? Like, I think that's important, right? And when I say employ, that means that they could have their own business, but again, at the same time, are they advancing to the degree where, your son or daughter doesn't have to go with their hand out to other places and have to struggle the way that you did. That's that's maternal nature. The second thing too that um, I hadn't planned to talk about, but it, it makes sense, is to how does he teach, right? How does he explain things to you, right? Um, I think one of the most beautiful things in my next lifetime, right, is just seeing 
my my husband, my baby's father explain to my son or my daughter something like, you know, something intricate. It's one thing to teach them how to ride a bike or change the oil on a car or, um, you know, read something to them. But how do they explain something that could be difficult? And you will see how they engage with you. You know, it's one of my preferences. I have gravitated to people who can teach me stuff. I'm a little bit of a nerd. So if you're going to, if you're going to out intellect me, oh, I'm here for it. I'm all here for it. But I, one of the things I liked is how they would um, be so well versed, but also have the, like, it's kind of hard to explain, but once you know to look for it, you will identify it. But sometimes when people are explaining to you, they don't, they don't really care or they're just on their own wavelength. But it's something like when they're checking in to make sure that you understand what they're getting and they're paying attention to your to your body or verbal cues. And sometimes you might not understand something and you're going to ask and they're going to either be able to circle back or slow down and explain things a little bit more piece by piece. Those things are going to be important, I think, also as, as a trait that you would look for in somebody that, that, you know, and I get it. I think, um, when I look back, um, to, to dating choices, I understand like, um, there's going to be women who want to go to college and, or go into a career. And they might say, well, I'm not looking for a relationship right now. And that's how I shot myself in the foot because my parents brought me up on boys, uh, books, I've said that before, books before boys, right? Um, But knowing what I know now, like as as an auntie, I would say, you know, say that you know what you want, you do want the marriage, and you do want the kids. And the type of man that that you want will understand that you're finishing your last two or three years into your degree, right? Or you're just going into your occupational therapy. They will understand that, if not more so appreciate it. But I think sometimes us divine feminines and young women, we kind of feel like, ooh, I don't know. I know it's a commitment. I know I'm going to have to take a time out or kind of invest, you know, that type of thing. But, and so we say, well, we just automatically assume and cut off our blessing and say, I'm not looking for a relationship right now right? So if you can say, I'm, I do want marriage and I do want kids. I'm working on these goals to make sure that I'm, I'm the best maternal representation and that I need to be, you know, for them and for myself. And I think, Hey, I'm going to tell you like a true high value man is going to understand that. Um, um, but yeah, and, and so I would say one thing that high value men can do is they have an ability to teach. And in some cases, depending how far along they are, they like to see a woman that is into different hobbies or skills or into different types of things. And if you're into business, they like to put money towards that business or to just for fun. I've seen it. I promise you on God, I've seen it. Right. So don't be scared off from those conversations. Um, if anything, embrace it and know that it does exist and it is out there. And and I want to say, you know, and I think even for, it's so funny, I'd be having a conversation with people my age, but with the younger ones too. It's like, oh, I lost my train of thought a little bit. But um, 
yeah, just go for it. And oh yeah, what I was going to say for the younger people was it, it gets a little bit rough because you are dating your peers. And so unless it's somebody like, I think with my niece, her with up against everyone else, she's going to come off a little bit differently. Right. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm like praying <laughs> that there's some family out there that's pouring in as much into their son and grooming them and growing them to be, you know, the best versions of themselves. Um, right. And so she might have to date a little bit older. And I had said this a little, uh, before too, in another podcast, but I want to make sure to clean this stuff up. I'm not telling you, baby girl, 19 years old to, to go for this 50 year old man, cause it's games to it. And they will hustle the F out of you. Like, um, when you say older we're learning in this, in, in these, um, podcasts and with all these conversations older means like, okay, you probably wouldn't date a 19 year old, but you probably date like a, a well-groomed 24 year old. Like you pay attention to his family, what he's coming from a two parent home. And you see that they've been pouring into him and he's on that track to build and create something for himself so that your son and your daughter can end up working for him, whether it's at the law firm or at a, in a, in a hospital, you know, hospital or medical setting or, or innovation, entrepreneurial, right? Um, so, um, yeah, what happens is there's the, the, the maxim women like older men, but there's uh, sexual exploitation and predatory practices. And what will happen is this 50-year-old man will come to your campus and try to pick you up on the premises that he's older. Now, mind you, all this time, for one, it's exploitation. For two, it's like he don't have his stuff together. Compared to your 19-year-old peers, he might be living in his own place, but baby girl, he's living in an apartment. He don't even own the house. He don't have a title on the house. He can't take care of himself, let alone you. That's why he's coming to be exploited of, of you, right? So that's what I, uh, you wanted to, we're learning to refine our conversations. I think around, and that's why I love these conversations for someone in their prime, right? So that means you're 19, you're going to date somebody age appropriate, but not only are you looking at the age, you're looking at the quality of the man, right? In their prime. And I think that I love the idea of prime across the board. A man in his prime does not have an age attached to it because, and I'm not endorsing again, this huge age gap where it's this old man doesn't have his stuff together. I want to be very careful with that because that's that's a whole entire red flag um, that it really concerns me if you haven't noticed that. But um, but somebody in their prime is someone who is you know always evolving, always learning, has their own. I'm going to encourage you. He should have his car. He should have his own house. You know, I always encourage you that the type the a guy is going to get exactly the woman he wants after he makes the six figures. I don't care how you slice it and dice it. I have observed it and there's other people who can co-sign on this. Oh, I'm about to run out of time. It's funny because I'm in the zone and literally um, just pouring out as much as I could. And I had I happen to look down and I seem about to run out of time. But I want to encourage you and I've done a podcast on it you know, the, the woman that he really wants comes after six figures. Be okay with that. Don't let nobody gaslight you 
out of that. Um, we will talk a little bit more, but I would say those are the two traits. If you're a young person, you know, and, and you're looking for things, look for those traits. Is this the type of person that can provide and protect for you in those ways and can protect your, your future, your generation, your babies? Like, I just love that stuff, right? I wanted five kids <laughs> to just be like, have the best dad ever. That's part of our maternal instinct, right? And also, can he teach? How does he explain and ex engage with you and that type of thing? Because that's going to be important when he's, you know, with your children together. So I hope that was a blessing to you. I'm going to go ahead and sign off here. That Wow, had a great time explaining that. But um, whatever else good information I have, I will definitely bring it back to the table and, and share it with you. So um, hope you were blessed with that. Hope that it made sense in a way that you can visualize it and start to look and identify those traits in men, right? So I am your Oracle until the next podcast. Peace.